back to Vox Burner's Youth Trends podcast. This week we're chatting to one of our inspiring young people who will be joining the Future Leaders panel at YMS New York this September. Aria Burke from the Sunrise Movement and she shares her story of how they're tackling the climate crisis. It's uh, Richard Jackson here from Voxburner. Awesome, nice to meet you. Well, look, it'd be great to kick off with hearing a bit about who you are, your background, and also your involvement in the Sunrise movement. Yeah, awesome. So my name's Aria Burke. I'm 21 years old. Uh, right now I'm a student at Sarah Lawrence College, um, which is north of New York City, studying politics and computer science. Originally I come from New Hampshire, uh, but have been living in New York all year for more like two years now yeah what else i i'm trans so that has really informed my identity and my activism yeah and right now i'm living in brooklyn and doing work for first online doing programming support work so kind of data visualization um and so my involvement with suffer started in last december we held a sit-in we held a series of sit-ins, actually, on Capitol Hill, and I was a part of a sit-in um, outside of Whip Hoyer's office at the same time as there was one outside of Nancy Pelosi's office, um, and I got arrested there and found it to be a really moving experience because seeing how much – yeah, and that was my first involvement with Sunrise, um, but I, I found it to be really moving because of how much fear that I had felt about the climate crisis mm-hmm. and terror and seeing that all of these people were feeling the same things and, and catalyzing it. And Sunrise Movement was helping catalyze it into action that was actually pressuring the power structures that are responsible in a lot of ways for the climate crisis sure. um, and moving the popular debate. So since then, I have been involved um, in a number of different capacities. Um, I've been involved on campus at Sarah Lawrence, organizing a hub. I have been involved in New York City's hub, um, and right now I'm actually our campaign's lead. So I'm sort of responsible for making sure that people, just like providing support to people who are bottom-lining actions. I've been planning actions around the, the Democratic National Convention's climate debate, or like our demands for a climate debate, and their vote for a climate debate happening in the next couple of days. Um, I've been planning those actions all summer. Um, I also work with National for, uh, like I said, I'm a computer science student, so I've been doing data visualization and data exploration. So right now I'm sort of making lots of charts and graphs that automatically update to help, like, directors and team leads uh, visualize better how the movement is doing and uh, and also just wading through our data in a more intimate way than, than has been done before to sort of discover new things about it. Um, yeah, so I'm involved in a lot of capacities. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like you're keeping busy. Um, yeah. And, and, and how does it feel um, to be a part of the Sunrise movement and seeing how it's grown over the past year and really gained the attention of, of the media and, and of political leaders you know, within that space? Mm-hmm. How, how has that, that felt to be part of all that? Yeah, it felt really powerful, I would say. It was one of my first 
experiences with organizing. And I've definitely learned a lot and had a lot to learn. And But yeah, I think, like I mentioned earlier, the feeling all of this fear and having conversations with my friends and conversations at my school about the climate crisis and seeing all of this action that I felt like was insufficient. Like, I lived in an environmental cooperative and uh, what the cooperative was doing was like basically like setting weekly challenges to recycle more. And I just felt viscerally how ineffective that was. And so seeing Sunrise really, and I feel like I really came into Sunrise at one of the first points where it really captured media and national attention started to garner support. And then seeing how much that's grown. And I think it's been really inspirational seeing a movement actually be able to demand things of politicians and have that happen, like to now have presidential candidates who are really actively supporting climate plans and, and discussing the climate in ways that were unheard of in the last election. Um, it's been really moving, yeah. Fantastic. Th- th- thank you for sharing that. And as, as a member of the Gen Z community and a politics student you know, y- yourself, what do mm. you think has, has been driving your generation to be so willing to to take a stand for what they believe in. Mm, you know, I I find it difficult to speak for my generation as a whole, but I do think that one of the things that that for me and that I've perceived in a lot of people is this feeling that it's now or never. Like that that all of the generations before us, we have as we've grown up, watched utter inaction on the climate crisis. We've watched things worsen. We've we've watched these things really go ignored. And so I think, and we watch, you know, the people who are in power now still push so hard and resist that that type of if, of strong climate action and, and action on other things. And so I think this feeling that it's now or never, you know, and that like like with the IPCC report that came out last year, saying that we had 12 years left, which is now 11 years, going on 10, that this, that, that, that it's sort of, there's no other option. Um, and I see that in a lot of Sunrise stories and in talking with other people that, that growing up, you know, we sort of have been able to now see viscerally the effects of climate inaction and see that spreading at an incredibly rapid pace in a way that is, uh, that like, promises apocalypse if we do nothing about it. And so that is that is one of the real driving forces I would say is is that that, that almost willingness and and feeling of like that it has gone on too long. Mm-hmm. And then also I think with the advent of like like social movements have changed a lot in terms of how they are on the scale that they're able to communicate on rapidly with like the advent of social media and uh communication platforms that allow that and so I think now we're seeing social movements that are capitalizing on that. Absolutely thank you for sharing that with us um, and, and Aria I know you're you're going to be joining us at YMS this September um, yeah. our youth marketing strategy festival um, you know an event filled with brands you know the, some of the biggest brands in the US and an emerging brands and so on. On that note what brands do you think are currently trying to align themselves with with Gen Z values by getting involved in causes such as climate change and anybody that sort of stuck out for you um, that are doing things well in terms of reaching that audience mm. or maybe ones that aren't doing it so well don't know if we should maybe talk about that but yeah it could be interesting <laughs> yeah 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 that's an interesting question yeah. I would say I think Patagonia has been a brand that I have seen do a, a decent amount of good things okay. in 
the past few years and like really, really, really changing and having sort of like I, my impression is that they have sort of almost an organizing branch. And I would say also brands that are like actively supporting financially supporting social movements and allowing young people to sort of take the lead. But in terms of brands that aren't doing so well, I think some of the most heinous offenders, I would say generally, I don't feel like there are like, like it's sort of, I sort of get the impression that a lot of brands are, are doing a lot. Um, but I think also brands that brands that change their style of packaging, things like that, that is more institutional that like people can't really do, are that's an, a sure. good start. Yeah, just just because I don't know if it's reached the US, but I know in, in the UK, for example, like McDonald's recently switched to like paper straws, or you know Starbucks, you get a cheaper drink if you use a reusable cup. You know, those right. sort of efforts. Do they do they feel like quite like strategic to you, or are they coming from a genuine place? Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? I would call them very much strategic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, there is very much an appeal to being environmentally friendly, and I think when it is something like paper straws that really doesn't actually make a dent in plastic pollution and uh, doesn't address fossil fuel billionaires and <laughs> carbon emissions, those sorts of things are kind of paltry gestures sure. um, that are more designed to like garner support and then also you see like like how uh brands like coca-cola brands like that are the biggest polluters have been for years pushing these advertising campaigns of going green through consumer responsibility and through recycling and that sort of thing as a way to obscure the fact that they're responsible for so much emissions on in the in their production uh, so that is something where where you know i think it's also kind of a a mistake to believe that just those sorts of consumer choices can actually make a huge dent in in the climate crisis. And it seems like brands make a concerted effort to give that impression so that they don't have to be held responsible. Sure. You know, it sounds like there could be some interesting conversations in the room at YMS in the next couple of weeks, for sure, with you and these guys. So, look, very much like look forward to carrying on that conversation at, mm. you know, at YMS. Um, for the audience of marketers who are listening to our podcast today or, you know, um, over the next like, couple of weeks, what would you feel are the best ways that they can really get involved and support the Sunrise movement, you know, if this message, which I'm sure it would, like, resonate to them or even their brand? So I would say on a brand level, one of the best ways is to financially support, to because we always need money for things like this, to, um, and to, like, like, I would reach out to Sunrise National about endorsements or just generally amplify the voice and story of the climate crisis on social media is a powerful way for, for, for brands with a lot of reach to do that and to sort of help change the conversation. Um, and I would say on an individual level, there are ways that, you know, I would go to a hub meeting nearby or join Extinction Rebellion, which I know is more larger in the UK, or now there are climate organizing groups that are really accessible all over. And so I think it would be really awesome to, to on an individual level, like if you're inspired by the message, to go join and then ask organizers there to how much locally, how locally your brand can help support, whether by helping to host events, you know, giving the organizers a space. I know that Spotify is a company that we we have met in their in their space before, and that's always greatly appreciated. Um, and then encouraging like someone to come talk and give it give a little town hall or workshop at your company or something like that. There are so many ways that 
locally getting involved is so so helpful and so important. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Well, look. Hopefully, there. You know, next couple of weeks, people will be we're reaching out to get in touch with you. Yeah, that's that. what they're welcome to. <laughs> um, and just some quick fire questions before we say goodbye. What would you say has been your standout moment with the Sunrise Movement so far? I know you, you referenced a few actually at the start, but if you were to pinpoint one moment, I think definitely. Some of the ones at the start were very powerful. I would say one of the moments that really showed me how much power direct action can have was at my first sit-in. We were actually first in front of Jim McGovern's office, and we were preparing to sit down and, and sort of stay until we were going to get arrested. And he actually came out, and when he heard our demands and saw that there were like 150 or more people standing in this hallway um, and a bunch from Massachusetts where where um, he's the the, the senator from, he right there signed on in support of the Green New Deal and, and tweeted publicly his support. And like to see that that pressure actually made a difference right there in the moment was really powerful for me. Absolutely. And then to, to see, yeah, to see all of the news coverage of things like that afterwards, that, that then I think it's just been a huge moment to see, to see the ways in which our organizing, you know, and lots of local organizing, visiting congressmen, that sort of thing, has created the legislation with over a hundred people signed on to support like these these moments where the actual impact really becomes clear. Excellent, thank you. And your favorite app and why? That's a good question. So I think messages like is a very useful app for for texting. I would say like the the fundamentals are some of my favorites. But I really love this app called Pink Cloud. I'm I'm an addict in recovery. I'm an AA. And Pink Cloud is an app that uh, helps you locate a meeting wherever you are. Um, and so that has been really helpful for me. And it's really cool to see that app bring me into new spaces where I can meet new people and, yeah, like be supported wherever I am. Okay, thank you. And something that, that very few people know about you that I guess that you're happy to, <laughs> to discuss uh, to me and, and to our listeners. Right. Um, Let's see. I think very few people know that I used to play a lot of video games. I don't really play many video games anymore, but I, I would say mm. where I'm at right now, very few people know that about me, actually. What was your I console of choice? Was, were you PlayStation? Sega? Ooh, no. I, oh, oh, I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I've never seen a Sega in my life. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was Xbox and computer. Okay, cool. And you're no longer a gamer, no? Not really, no. Okie doke. And finally, what are you looking forward to about joining us this September for, for YMS New York? Oh, I'm really interested and looking forward to being able to have conversations with people about the climate crisis and see what people's takes on are in, in marketing and, and also to see all of the different conversations that are happening in the marketing world and like what what that looks like, yeah, because I haven't been exposed to it much at all. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you very much for, for your time today, um, and we look forward to welcoming you um, in September. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ari, for speaking to us this week. And if you want to hear more from Aria and over 100 more speakers, please join us this September at YMS19 New York. And don't forget to use your discount code PODCAST10 for 10% off on checkout. Thanks for listening and have a great week ahead.